Could Have Been Heroes is a role-playing game podcast where six old friends adventure as six total strangers who, after missing their shots at destiny, now get a second chance to make a mess of everything. The shortest permanent retirement ever. Captain Vladimir Von Dark considered himself to be an extremely retired person. Not just the normal amount of retired, mind you, but an extra thorough and supreme sort of retired. He had removed the gem of warmth, his glowing power source, from his chest, handed it to the Lady of the Sky, and watched her cast it up into the net of stars. He had felt himself sigh, restful dark enveloping him, and he had become part of the evening, twinkling warmly, protecting and guiding others from afar. Then his pleasant sleep had turned into a very upsetting crashing, the net of stars shattering apart all around him, and he had plunged like so much meteoric space trash debris into a field outside Vast City. At this point, he was just a star. So why did the impact hurt so damn much? Did stars have nerves? Nervous systems? When the Lady of the Sky crafted him into the tapestry of the stars, why in blazes had she left him able to hurt? Or had the ancient guardian of the world below just sort of overlooked that part? Someone he couldn't see, as a star body has no eyes, found him in the field, gathered him up, took his sparkling form back into the stitched and stuffed body he had thought himself quite done with, and... He groaned as the star body suffused with his physical form, now threadbare and dusty. He sat up. Something tickled his throat. He coughed. Moths came out. Oh, fuck me! That can't be a good sign! He sputtered, surprising himself with his own swear. As a guardian of children, he had long ago curbed his cursing. Apparently, recorporation had loosened his manners, because when he looked up and made eye contact with the glinting gaze of his reconstructor and saw the Guildmaster's badge of office pinned to his chest, he scoffed right in his face. Oh, bugger fucking hell! They made you Guildmaster! Good to see you back with us, Elabor said flatly. Pardon my uncouthness, Von Dark said, doing his best to stop rolling his button eyes. I stand at your service, Guildmaster. It would be easier to believe you if you would stop making a face like a demon just pissed vinegar in your mouth, Von Dark. Yes, I'm sorry. It's just the flavor of moth dust. Apparently, and... Quiet taste? Apologies, I'm a pit thrown. I thought I was going to spend the rest of eternity pleasantly twinkling in the sky as a star. I'm afraid we are going to have to rescind your retirement, Elib said. They got in. The captain did not need to be told who the new guildmaster meant. 
A week later and Captain First Class Vladimir Von Dark, guardian of children, monster hunter of great renown, and mentor to not one but two groups of heroic adventurers that had saved the world on not one but two separate occasions, was sitting in the officer's observation and smoking lounge within the sacred temple of inns and taverns, babysitting a big box of hero crests and handing them out en masse. He had been told to have a liberal eye with the new recruits. When Von Dark had, aghast, asked what in the blazes they meant by that, and was told they meant that he was to lower his standards, the captain had vomited all over the floor. He had not really known what to do then and just sort of stormed out as if perhaps he had intended to vomit, like the puke of disgust at the idea of lowering his standards for heroes had been a sort of protest piece. Though later, after the other captains and commanders, few though they were now, had left, he did go back in and, uh, you know, cleaned up the stray buttons, threads, and chewed sandwich he had expectorated onto the pristine floor of the guild hall meeting chamber. Still, he thought he had made his point. Days had passed with Captain Dark swallowing his pride and handing out badges to worthy and acceptable alike. The hundredth sullied honor idiot who he handed a hero crest to stung just as bad as the first, but orders were orders and he understood the seriousness. But when another batch wandered in, an elf in a red cloak, a bird woman, a wiggly shape-changer, some particularly stiff wizard, and a big chimerite manatee woman who was tracking mud into the sacred tavern. Von Dark kind of glazed over and then dozed off. He had a very bad dream. A dream about a thing that had happened a long time ago that he had tried and failed time and again to forget. Rain spattered all around him. The roof above the little hovel had fallen in. The door had blown off in the storm, and now the entry was filled with mud. Rain spattered into it, tiny impacts on its gray-black surface, and the interior of the house seemed to writhe. He had found the little girl stashed inside a chest of valuables next to the silver candlesticks and the good linen. Her parents had likely stashed her there when they realized there was no way to keep the night things out now that there was a hole in the roof. They had jammed her within in utter desperation, and it was good that they had. Von Dark tried not to think of their faces as he tossed a rain-slicked sheet over them. The girl, a tiny waif, blonde of curl and plump of cheek, though she had not eaten in days, had only rain run off creeping in through the seams of the trunk to drink. She was still precious to look at. Von Dark smiled his most gentle smile for her and began to wrap her in white lies. Hello, my sweet. The game of hide-and-seek is over. I'd say you've hidden well enough to win this round and the next, wouldn't you? She blinked, confused. It is all quite all right now. You have nothing to fear. Captain Dark is here, he said. He took one of his refreshers, a tiny blue and cream-colored biscuit containing a day's worth of food and water, carefully bound up with restorative magics, and handed it to her. Hide and seek winner gets treats. She snatched it up and ate it greedily, 
savoring it as only the starving can savor. The girl would be rehydrated and healed shortly, but the danger was far from over. The sun had not come out for days, and the night things were crawling all over the village, prying apart floorboards and cupboard doors looking for survivors. Survivors like the girl. Captain Dark's heart seized, panicking at the thought of all the others in the tiny doomed village. No, no, Von Dark insisted of himself. Trust your allies to do their part as you do yours. Focus on the little girl, get her to safety, and then on to the next task. Your lack of focus shan't put her in danger. The girl was staring up at him, blue and cream-colored crumbs all over her chin. So, my dear, would you come with me now? I'm afraid the storm and the flood has made a mess of your house, and we must go somewhere else, somewhere nice and dry. Would that be all right with you? The girl stared, the slightest of nods bobbing her damp blonde curls. Well, let's be away then, Captain Dark said, gently scooping the girl up. She was nearly half his size, even at her young age. Human children grow so fast, he thought with a grunt. The captain was a small, felted, stitched, struck tomb, a toy soldier from the Happy Fiel, east of Jolly Mountain lovingly handcrafted by the silent toy makers there. Captain Von Dark was eternally grateful to have been stuffed and stitched, but in this moment he wished they had just done so at a little bit larger scale. A wet spat from the back of the house made Captain Dark freeze. His eyes met the girls, already wide with fear. She had heard it too. No water falling from the ceiling, no errant animal, no picture frame fallen off moldering walls. It was a bare footstep. One of the things had come back around. It likely smelled the girl's fear. Captain Dark put a hand on the handle of his sky metal cutlass and stilled the beating of his star-like heart. So you just sail over the top of the uh, uh, of your party who are now battling rats and um, and out through the front of the porticullis. All right, Cirque. All right. Um, are we are we trying to just bail out of here, or do we? Yeah. Do you want to uh, do you want to delay and see how I do trying to get this uh, gate to come down? And I'm still definitely gonna spirit fire all that wood. So we're not fucking going anywhere yet. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, that sounds smart. I can delay my my plan. Mr. Brisbane. So, oh wait, so we get to Applejack and Jalore. So I think Applejack will, will hold and, and wait for... Uh, All right, buddy, do your very best. We want to bail out of here just as fast as possible, don't we? Yep. She, you know, with rats biting, currently biting her. <laughs> um, and Jalore, Jalore's turn is spent like this. <laughs> On the back of... Of that swan. Okay, and then Zenitor, it is your turn. Alright, well, I am going to try, sort of like um, Han Solo outside the bunker, I, I, I guess I can try to hotwire it. I'm gonna see if I can monkey with this thing and uh, get the gate to go down. Um, it is a cunning check to uh, manipulate this this device. 
um, and the check is pretty hard because the uh, it, of how badly damaged it is. So we are talking a difficulty five check. Oof, oh, shit. Okay, but I do have tools. So that that gives you a two. What okay. can you call on? Anything? Um, I think the only facet that would really come into play here is maybe inquisitive, but I think that's probably a stretch. Um, inquisitive, I think I could see you knowing, you know, being able to, I think if you were studying this over- I did study it already. Yeah, alright, we'll give you half bonus. Good arguing, you have already observed it, so since you have an inquisitive mind, you have logged the information that will now be valuable. Good, that's good, alright. God damn. All right. So, you kill him. <laughs> you twist uh pry, but you just can't get in there at the goods, but you do manage to kind of get the casing pried apart. So, next time you feel like uh or or as you continue to work on it, it will be easier on your next go, but you just don't get it uh you feel like you know like where about the lever is, but you just can't get to it yet. Alright, so I was actually thinking of asking um, Val to pick up where I've started. Would my the progress I've made transfer to her, or do, only if I st- stick at it? Yes, because I think that the main problem you were encountering is the damage done to this thing, and I think you spent your turn correcting some of that damage, so yes, Val will have an easier time with this check were she to continue. Alright, I'm going to call out to her. Val, need a little <laughs> help here? You guys, can you buy us some time? The rats. Don't <laughs> do. Try my best. <laughs> All right. So Applejack and Cirque take their I turn. And I will, um, before we get to that, I'm sorry. One last thing. I will use my um, strategic action to hand the tools back to that. Yeah. To, so you kind Smart. of are like, so yeah, she's coming in hot. You toss them back up to her. She gets them and, and looks down at this, like, this mess of, of, uh. You need she to hotwire. Like, yeah. Cracks her knuckles. Her knuckles. Like, hotwire yeah. the shit out of this. Awesome. So the delayed turns of Cirque and Applejack, uh. Go off, so Cirque, you want to take your turn? All right, yeah. Uh, it's uh, rats, rats everywhere. Um, I start thinking like what what I can do because my attack didn't work. Um, I want to use my mercurial transmutation and turn into a giant mouse trap. <gasps> yes! Oh my god! All right, it's over. We win, right? <laughs> well, well, there's a lot of rats. Prepare to meet your make. <laughs> All right, go for it, buddy. All right. In, 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 Holy in, shit, in, I want this to work so in a bad. wild and Come on, baby. Let's go. 57, so jag of porn. Ah, all right. So you um, just start to, like, pop and twist and, you know, your arms sort of flail around. And, um, yeah, just, like, a bunch of, like, spiky things come out of your chest uh, but yeah, nothing nothing happens after that. Um, but in the meantime, if that doesn't work, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll uh, swing out with my my scimitar. Um, so his plans for greatness, yeah, <laughs> sort of floundering. He uh, resorts to a more uh, uh, a more prosaic maneuver. There's nothing more devastating than having a really good idea and then not rolling for it <laughs> to work. Well, see, the thing with his metamorphs is that they're actually really hard to pull off right now mm-hmm. because he's gaining, yeah, like experience as he goes and there are upgrades in his upgrade tree that allow him to pick a bunch of objects and get huge bonuses on those without having to do them in the heat of the moment but it's such a powerful ability it just need i felt like it kind of needed to be mm-hmm. hard to pull off at first that's fair i don't even know what turning into a giant mousetrap would have done here other than maybe just killed kill one, one of, of these rats. mice yeah 
All right. Well, so anyway, did um, you land your? Hit? Yes, I did. I hit with my with my scimitar. Nice. Um, uh, the damage is going to be nine. Some, I'm sorry, <clears throat> seven slashing. Seven. So he makes a furtive stab at the one on the right, and with a devastating follow up overhand blow from her axe, uh, Applejack finishes off that one that was uh, staggered by your attack. So. So that one gets its head caved in, and uh, and now there's just these two that are attacking her, and she goes, "Well, shit! Now why not do that?" And they keep fighting her. All right, so she blocks one of the rats, but the uh, second one again gets a just keeps gnawing in on her thigh. Um, she's like, "I don't use that thigh much anyway." Um, okay, so with a hideous three-part snarl. The rat prince barrels up from the center of this pile and just goes, like, hulks right into the uh, into the wall of sticks. So he is actually going to be, so he's going to destroy or these two spaces of the wall. So now those explode, right? They have two health? Yeah. Okay, so those two explode. Um, but the, the fragments... Um, erupt and swirl all around Valeriana and Gwen, and you think like, oh, you know, I'm about to get a face full of splinters, but the splinters just sort of float and hover, and just like, each one of them just misses you. Um, However, the same cannot be said for the uh, Rat Prince, prince who I think takes some some damage here from these two. Um, Yeah, so so, uh, he's gonna take 15 piercing damage um, from each square. Alright, so he takes 30 piercing damage, and he has 10 pierce vulnerability, so that stacks twice, so he winds up taking 50 piercing damage. Um, actually, and when a section of the wall is destroyed, it erupts dealing 10 additional piercing damage to the attacker. (laughs) So the prince comes running up, bashes in, and because there are four sources of damage, his vulnerability applies four times, so that's actually 90 total damage. So he rips himself to shreds on this spike wall. Is he dead? Did he no, kill I'll, himself? I'll, no, he actually doesn't actually look that hurt. So, <laughs> but he, I mean, he's he's ripped up and bleeding, but it hasn't slowed him down all that much. But he's got like a stick in one eye and, you know, slivers and spikes in his in his chest. Um, I hope that the power of vulnerability has been exposed to all of you and playing the, like, damage type game now seems, uh, like, worth, what, worth your time. So... So he's more sensitive to pierce. Yeah, he looks like piercing damage. looks like it goes right through his, like, fleshy, furry hide. Um, So then the the wall, this wall section here explodes. So I think that one also deals damage to that rat there. Mm. I think all creatures that I want within three spaces of it. Oh, it's three spaces, so it gets both of them. Okay, so a really big eruption of uh, spiny, spiky splinters blows up in the uh, in the center of this this ramp leading up out of the rats uh, fuck yeah <laughs> the rats uh, the rats ramp. Uh, so, uh, guys, sorry, me- uh, it looks really pissed now <laughs> okay so great sorry just sorry, in time I kinda, for my turn <laughs> but that was pretty amazing and a huge blunder from the uh, from the rat prince unforced error Unforced fucking error. All right, Gwen, you are up. I'm going to try out my club on the (laughs) rat prince because he's now, like, on top of me, so I don't have to use any kind of action to move closer to him. You got it. Um, My club can deal one of two 
actions, and I'm it. going to try to flatten him. All right. Which has a reach of one. He's right on top of uh-huh. me, and also delivers five bonus damage uh, in crush should I hit. Great. His guard is only three. Okay, I have a strength or vitality, but mine are both the same, plus one accuracy. So I'm going to roll for that now. Yay. Oh, my God. Critical hit. Yeah. I just rolled a 20. <laughs> All right. All right, our luck changes. So, <laughs> right, Apparently so, huh? I'm better with a club than I am with my magic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. She just respects into club barbarian. <laughs> yeah. Fully just an aggro fucking tank. Challenge now, your ogre this. mama and use that fucking club. <laughs> okay, so the power of my new mom. The power of mommy clubs. <laughs> okay, so the club um, wings just effortlessly, gracefully over her head. She takes a little hop, instinctively mid swing, adding more momentum. As it comes down, it cracks right on top of the Rat King's little glowing crown, shattering it into a thousand pieces and just smashing the thing into a pulp. All right, so how much damage does it do? Um, this does... So I think it's 10 plus strength. Yep, 10 plus strength. 15 plus strength, then. Great. So if it does 15 damage normally, then it does 20. So it does 20 damage doubled for a crit. Yes. So that does 40 and then this thing has five crush vulnerability, so um, that goes up to five, up to ten, so you wind up getting 50 damage on it. There's also a 75% chance to topple. Uh, I didn't get him, 55%. Well, that you actually want to roll within... So you want to roll between one and 75. Oh, then 55. Yeah, so he... Uh, got him! He gets hit over, <laughs> over the head and just flattened like a pancake on the ground. Later, dude. T- at your feet. Um, toppled. Yes. <laughs> I feel great. I, end turn. I don't need to. Yeah, no, no. She goes, good night, no sweet notes. prince. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a club barbarian good now. Good night, sweet prince. <laughs> okay, so at You're the end. Now. <sighs> so at the end of that turn, or at the end of Gwendolyn's turn, you see two more of these. Like, say, wait, I just saw you fucking rat with the map. amalgams. Uh, these rat princes rat standing princes. up, like, out of the. Out of the pile of debris. We need to get this fucking door down so I can light that mother on fire. Truth. And just so many more of the the three mod rats who the sound of that rat prince's like skull caving in um, aggroed all of them. (laughs) Seems to have drawn the horde um, of the rest of them. So great. Well, you're welcome, and I'm sorry, guys. Hey, really Gwen, do, you, do you want to... I think you still have, like, a strategic action. I do. You could um, switch spots with Lavaline. Oh, that could be like, a she's, like, big idea. and tanky right now, right? We might want her on the front row. What's and your... if you're going to cast a spell next turn... I want to back up, maybe. Well, only if Lavaline consents to that swap. <laughs> I am not going to just hurl her giant swan body in front of mine. You want to switch it up? Yeah, we're good. Okay. She's big, so you can actually just move into her space, like, and just kind of be underneath her. Okay, I'm just gonna. I've hidden you before, and now you shall hide me, my fine feathered friend. <laughs> All right, so where do you want to go? Back. I'm just gonna step one space behind her. Gotcha. I feel so large and in charge. I yeah, so, isn't it great? So, yeah. So watching a small Gwendolyn like scuttle underneath your swan breast. And then out mm. behind you, You're and just incubating it. me like a little egg. <laughs> Her feathers are psycho soft, just like oh, like down. Okay, and there's also a, a big white rat and a goblin on her back, uh, just clutching onto her. 
All right, so, um... Well, now what, Gwen. door? Val! Yeah, let's work on this door. Get the fucking door down so I can light this shit yeah, up. Yeah, so I've got my lockpick, and I am... Yeah, I go right over to try to build on that momentum. All right, so you run back away from this flattened and very near-dead rat prince. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. No pressure, but you have to do this, or we're all dead. (laughs) No pressure, but... All right, huge pressure. (laughs) (laughs) Do what I can. All right, cunning difficulty three check. All right, and this is an undertaking? It is an endeavor, so it's pass-fail. Yes! Oh my god, yes! <laughs> okay, so... Oh, just kidding, I misread it, actually. No! One. <laughs> click, 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 and then the lever snaps, and you hear... As the, uh, the protocolist comes, just comes loose. Shit, watch your head! <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> Starts to hurtle downward. Uh, all right. So ah. please crush a rat. Please crush a rat. Oh, uh, roll, roll on rats. Oh wait, no, don't remember how gross their blood is. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that fucked me up last time. Yeah, I puked myself to death. Uh, not to death. Okay, I lost five so, wits pu- in a puking fit. Okay, so uh, would Cirque and Applejack Lovely, make an agility difficulty three check endeavor? <laughs> oh god, Applejack dies no, no, We've I had her for too. two days <laughs> All right. You both failed You're yep. gonna end up on the other side of the fucking If Applejack thing. dies, we're promoting Jalore Alright, so the Portocolis comes hurtling down That rat prince that has been Battered Stick speared Within an inch of its life Looks up and just goes as the, <laughs> as the Portocolis comes crashing down On its head Applejack and um Martin Cirque are like, like standing right here, and it comes and it just like grazes your noses oh, and no. like hits the ground, and like a shock wave sends the two of you flying backwards. Each of you take two body damage. Okay, but we all made it on the good <clears throat> side of the door. Mm-hmm. No one's trapped inside. With no, because the, the I think I think how I how I understood this is that you were all like right yes. at the right at the edge of the door. Correct. And then when you fell back, you've been moving back away from that. Thank so, God. So okay. I think I think we're good. Um, however, you were standing right where yeah. the porticolis is going to fall down, so it smashes right in front of you. And um, so you hear a crunch as Sarah lands on her shoulder. Oh, yep, that's dislocated. Oh, boy. That, uh, I sound like Zeke from Bob's Burgers. Oh, boy. Oh, gosh. Oh, jeez. No, I'm all right. That's good. And then the rats, like, hit the porticolis wall. And start just, you know, squealing and screeching and, like, trying to, like, press themselves through it. We so, let's see. Val to... closed the porticolis and now it is Lavaline's turn. I am a little bit limited because I am a giant swan. Right, Until so you take damage, right? Really how, much, damage. Uh, how much force would she generate doing this? <gasps> Blowback with a wing yeah. flap! So, Lavaline rears up and starts, like, <laughs> flapping her wings instinctively. And one of the rats goes tumbling backwards away from... Uh, away from the particles, and then she gets an idea. Yes, and I then start fluttering frantically. All right, so make a uh, strength or vitality uh, undertaking. Oh, shit. Also, that's going to be so good once we get a little bit of fire back. Oh, in. yeah, you got to bellows the shit out of that oh, thing. <laughs> holy shit! Oh, yeah, as soon as you said that, I was like, as soon as we get fire... <laughs> 
Uh, right. As soon as if we get fired. This is a crazy combo. Swan transformation, gigantism, and invisible fire incoming. Invisible okay. fire All right. and steel You said turbo. something. What, what am I? What am I doing? Vitality or strength uh, undertaking. Vitality or strength. just the higher you roll, the more like strength. effect I'll give this. Is my strength bigger because I'm bigger? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Plus four strength. Cool. I'm gonna make a strength check. Do it. Yeah. Actually, give me just a second. No, that's right. That I'm, I'm like 90% sure that's right. Because I remember it was, you get four times bigger, so I give you four yeah. strength. And four, well, you, I just, get, you get four strength and four vitality. So. Yeah, I uh, passed so well. Yes. What you 19. Get? So undertaking is the higher you get, the better. Mm. So you do want to explain. Yeah, is your vitality higher than your strength? It is, except for when I'm giant. But you get, it's actually plus four strength or vitality. Or strength and vitality, both get plus four. Oh, cool. So you can go with the higher stat. Cool, then a non-natural 20. <laughs> okay, so... An unnatural 20. <laughs> okay, so with the plus four bonus onto her vitality, you're going to go with that. So rather than going with, like, big concentrated pulses of air, you're going with a steady stream of air relying on your endurance to just keep this, like, fan going. And sure enough, the, like, <laughs> the rats start, like, tumbling. <laughs> like, and a lot of, like, uh, debris and um, dust, and then just a ton of sticks, sharpened sticks, like splintered sticks, are now hurtling in and, like, peppering them in the snouts and eyes and open mouths, and, um... Is this strong enough? Does this, like, slam, like, Applejack and me back against the... You're fine. You're probably Uh, fine. It's most likely I pictured you, like, on on all, uh, like, Like on your haunches. Yeah. Yeah, so I think the two of you are starting to get, like, blown, like, towards the door and then have to back... Or towards the particles and have to, like, backpedal. You're scooting. Yeah, you're scooting. So, oh, I I forgot... um, one of the one of the rats died and it did its death whale. Um, so would everybody oh, no. make a grit for defense roll? I, I just uh, just I have to. I have grit to. zero. Have grit none. <laughs> nope. Um, well, fail is six wits and minus two to defense rolls on your next. So turn. it's a difficulty four. Yep. I did not fail. Pass. Actually, pass that one. If you have a zero, you have to roll fourteen or higher. So it's it's not easy to yeah. pass. Okay, so, so what do we take? Wits? Six wits damage and become rattled, so you take minus two to defense rolls. Yeah, that can just be... These these rats can be dangerous to if you kill too many of them in quick succession because they can, like, blow right through uh, all of your wits. Which we're about to do. We're yeah, about I'm about to, to kill all of them there. at one time. It's going to be tight. <laughs> you guys might want to get out Cover of here. Yeah. You guys <laughs> wanna get out, might want to get the fuck out of earshot before you do that. Yeah, can I, um... No. You can turn yourself into ear. No, I want to mutate my ears to like fold into themselves. You You want to deafen yourself? I think you totally could do that if you wanted to. Anyway, Cirque, it's your turn. Well, (laughs) seeing that, like, yeah. So once you know, we hear the death wail, and then like, I think the crowd, you know, we're all like, Mm -hmm. all right, they're gonna, there's gonna be a lot of screaming going in. So I want to, yeah, try to deafen myself by (laughs) tucking my own ears into my ear canals. So. So earless is, I think that you have the, do you have that like metamorph just like can generally change their features and stuff? Your hair color, facial features, height, and weight can all be changed instantly with nothing more than a thought. You can change the pigment of skin, any color of the rainbow, color of your eyes. You can make parts of yourself glow, take on patterns, variations, 
uh, limited only by what you can imagine. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that kind of falls in. I think in you could the... fold your ears with that. Okay, so Do metamorphs it. have a weird niche ability to be able to just render themselves deaf if mm-hmm. they choose to. Okay, so Do you just sort of mush and fold your ears in. Um, Deafen comes with some penalties, especially for spellcasters, because it can make, like, chanting spells hard if you can't hear yourself. But I don't think it has a huge uh, problem with you. (laughs) 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 Somebody give this kid a point of heroism. All right, so, uh, okay, you're, uh, so you just sort of, like, fold your ears into themselves. Strategic or defensive action? I don't think it's an action at all. I think you just get to do it. Oh, okay, great. Um... Well, uh, in that case, uh, I am going to. Uh, yeah, you don't have to always yeah, use every. Right? Yeah. yeah, you could take I a think breath. That's all I got. Yeah, I'm gonna take a. No, breath. take a breath is a full turn, full turn action. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, change that. I'm after. just gonna. Yeah, those will be my my moves: reposition and deafen myself. Killer. So you fall back to like with the rest of the group, hiding behind your giant swan, and uh, all right, Applejack follows you, uh, kind of crawling, like tumbling and crawling across the ground. At a girl, love. Uh, all right, so Applejack and Jalor. Uh, Jalor continues to just clutch desperately onto the back of your nice birdie, nice birdie. <laughs> uh, all right, Zenator, you're uh, you're up. I will delay until after. Um, Great I light fire. So yeah, so you put your staff crosswise and just kind of wait and see what what happens. Uh, all right, so the rats. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna make some make some strength rolls to see if they can. Uh, Surpass this wind. Actually, um, if, if Applejack is moving, I'm gonna c- communicate to her that she should get within two squares of me. A okay, sounds good to me. Um, <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> I think we're all sort of gathering up under the loving, feathery embrace of this giant protector swan. Mm-hmm. I'm being so maternal right now. You really are. <laughs> Just whipping her wings, creating an air. So How dare so you try to hurt my babies? Air that that these. So I roll the one for one. Uh, one of the the rats trying Push to run them forward. Push them into the sticks. So he's gonna like the go forward and then just get hurtled backwards. Uh, yeah, and just be, yeah, it dramatically impa- <laughs> dramatically impaled on one of the wooden piles. I want as many of these rats on that wood thing as possible for when we launch this fire. All right, so, so one of the here. rat princes pushes up to the. The surviving rat princess pushes up to the uh, to the, the porticulus and starts shaking it. And when it can't, you know, it can't make it through, uh, then it starts to just like push one of its arms through, and you can see like tearing and ripping happening in the middle of its body, and it looks like part of it might fall off. Oh shit! Uh, so, but the others like can't make it through the wind and are just stuck in this, you know, Dust this pile of ropes. In the wind. Okay, so that's all the rats. It's me now! It is! Okay, I'm going to cast Spirit Fire on the wood pile in the center of the room. <laughs> because I have a 10 space range and I am within it. Zazam! 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 Alright, so um, you don't need to roll to manifest because no. it is an inanimate object. Correct. So but it can't I, resist. But I do have to roll for accuracy, don't I? Uh, no, no. Because oh, okay. you, so you, you uh, just throw your hands out and <gasps> nothing happens. But then you see one of the, like, coils of rope along the left side of the pile kind of go. 
Because it's and invisible, just, you guys. And just start to, like, <laughs> kind of char and, like, ash start to lift up from it. And then more and more of the uh, the wood starts to blacken and char. And you realize she's done that invisible fire spell again. So the flame that is spreading is totally invisible. Um, and when <laughs> it hits one deceased. of the rats, the rat, like moves away from the pain but doesn't know what's there and then it keeps spreading and spreading. Alright, would you roll your mutation? So you don't yes. so you're not targeting any of the rats directly, right? Nope. You're just setting the pile on fire. Correct, because I really just want it to spread, 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 spread. Yeah, this is a uh, fire and forget okay, situation, so I think. My mutation is I didn't think about how fucking flammable this was. Signature. <laughs> the spell mischievously carves your name into something it has burned, also triggering profuse sweating, um, which has caused me to overheat. I begin to sweat profusely and lose five vigor. God damn it. All right, At least so you got style. At least it says Vim. Yeah, Vim. Right, sorry, that's just... It, that's, uh, yeah, I have it, I'm sweating profusely, but the fire is spelling my name. So, like I you see the word. <laughs> no, I want, I want the whole name. into the wood as the as it burns, and then one of the rats like gets this like weird look in its eye, and then looks over at Gwendolyn, and then points his little <laughs> rat finger at her accusatory. And I'm just sweating profusely. And she's like, I just don't know. I just don't know what you mean. <laughs> this, so the sweating profusely thing I think is really funny because it's like, I cast a fire spell, so now I like lose water out of my body because mm-hmm. I'm hot. But interestingly, since this is an, an invisible, subtle spell, it's something that you can cast like secretively without yep. anyone knowing but you I did it. But if I get the but mutation now, So like someone's like, oh, I've been burned and that woman is sweating profusely. That's a very like, witch, uh, witch vibe, actually. Yeah, right? Hey, it's working. Okay. Um, just so we're all aware as well, this will continue to spread as normal fire would and cannot be extinguished except by magical water. <laughs> Holy <laughs> so shit! So they're kind of oh. fucked. Um, this works for three rounds, the duration. At the end of the three-round duration, the spirit fire snuffs out altogether, no matter how much it has spread or how far um, flaming portions of it have traveled. So even if the rats are running around screaming in invisible fire... After the third round, it's all over. Yeah, and they they have uh, they have uh, ten fire vulnerability each. So, yes. uh, we'll see. I think you're gonna kill most of the little rats for sure. Um, all right, so the fire starts to spread, and then starts to spread. <laughs> Did anybody know that song? Okay, nope. maybe. Well, would a not would non magic like you know? Lavaline swings fire. would that feed this ma- this invisible fire? Or it no? works like any or, like it any flammable objects would. I with think, throwing a pine cone explosion on it, like hasten. Yeah, I think you guys could definitely. This is a big, big like structure full of wood. I think multiple sources of fire mm-hmm. could be very, not a bad idea. Be very valuable. Pine cones, wing flap. However, bellows. with the amount of oxygen being fed to it by this huge flapping pair of wings, that invisible fire is spreading fast Mm -hmm. and has almost completely engulfed the middle of the hill. Yes. So you realize when Gwendolyn is sort of like, maybe she just goes like, all right, this fire is going to burn a little while, but then it will go out. So she maybe lets you know that like, this won't be enough to completely consume this whole thing unless she casts it multiple times. Mm -hmm. So, which I don't know if I, well, I guess I can, because I can do a complex action every turn. So I could cast it. You could just cast it again. Yeah. Um, But so that's what Gwen does. And now it is, Valeriana's turn. Um, yeah, so I want to, uh, I want to swap my wielded weapon to mm-hmm. uh, from my axe to my gnarlwood bow, 
And I'm going to target that um, rat prince that's in the door. Just start working on him. So I'm within ten spaces, so I'll, like, loose a loose arrow. Don't give him a loose arrow. And, yeah. Okay. That and... So I'd like to point out also that the rat prince has a has a strike point called the fleshy seam Ooh, that you can ish. see now. This oh, well, I'm like, ooh, that looks like a fleshy seam. I'm gonna shoot at that. You can if you'd like to. Mm-hmm. Sure um, do. Okay, so the guard of the fleshy seam is five instead of three, uh, and so you take the aim action uh, to uh, or no, because um, you swapped your weapons out. Yep. So that was a strategic. Oh, and I think aim, is aim strategic. Let's check. Oh, shoot! It is a well, called shot. Is can't. okay. Yeah, you don't. Then you sorry. Just forget no. what I said about okay. the fleshy seam. Then well, I would like to do that. Very <laughs> Log yeah. that away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'd like to I forget. Would like Super to forget forgot that. that. Sorry about that. Uh, no, so I'll generally shoot. Just pointing arrow. out to target a strike point with a ranged attack. You have to aim before you shoot. It's just to just to, to make ranged attacks like come in line with melee attacks. A little Okay, so guard is three. Go for it. Ten. There you go. You hit it. On the, no- on the money. All right. On so- the nut. On, the, on nut. the nut. All right, it hits him in one of his six nuts. <laughs> no, so it hits him like right in the midsection and six in and how much damage? Uh, te- uh, oh, sorry. Eleven. Eleven pierce? Yes. So he's got that ten pierce vulnerability, so it goes to 21. So the arrow sinks deeply into his flesh. Um, and yeah, rat blood spattering everywhere. Sorry. So, um, the next, uh, turn is Xenator, if he wants to end his delay. Yeah, I'll end my delay. I'll add some, uh, conventional fire here. Nice. And drop a fire burst on the pile with my, uh, fire burst staff. So you you just target, like, over to the left or somewhere where the uh, fire isn't? Yep, exactly. Great. So a blast of flame, uh, engulfs. Uh, some wooden pylons and rope and uh, a bunch of, I don't know I don't know why I just pictured this I pictured a lot of like chewed up cardboard in there, like you know like the interior of like a rat, like a rat terrarium yeah, Yeah. so that stuff has got to burn like insanely oh yeah so then, so now there is crimson oh, yeah. red fire commingling with this like almost clear invisible fire at this like seam, and it's starting to spread more and more. And um, the wind from Lavaline's wings, as her mighty swan breasts ache with the effort <sighs> of of beating. Actually, I think they can fly across like half the planet yeah, all at once. So I don't think this is going really well, you guys. <laughs> Um, I'm thrilled with this so far. I guess I just want to uh, get move myself so that I'm under um, uh, Lavaline as well. Okay. Great. So you all take uh, uh, take cover. take cover under the Swan, which is now a wind machine, and. Uh, I feel so protective right now. You're amazing, <laughs> and we couldn't be. All right, Lavaline, it's your turn. Should I continue with the uh, flapping? Yeah. Okay, I would like to continue with the flapping. Okay, so there is only one thing we need to determine mm-hmm. uh, before this encounter is going to come to a fiery and rather violent end. It's whether or not this rat prince is able to scree- squeeze mm, like through. rat portions of himself through so we're gonna just do a contest 
your vitality oh, versus his strength. And if you win, the wind is going to throw him away and back into the fire. Oh, and this, I love and this. And this will come to an epic encounter conclusion. So my vitality still has plus four, yeah? Yep. For as long as you're big, baby. Okay, is, is it a d20 since it's a combat? It? Oh, fuck yeah. Let's do d20s. All right, so it's my vitality. And we're both just going to roll? Yep. Okay. You got this. Come on. Go, 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 it's go. big swan energy. <laughs> What'd you get? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lawyer, not a mathematician. <laughs> and now I'm a bird. 21. Yes! I rolled a 15. <laughs> Fuck! Oh. Yeah. All right. So the Burn rat prince. Down. And then one last. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, and flies back into the flames like uh, like the end of Hunchback of Notre Dame, which yes. I've referenced for the second time today, <laughs> where the, the guy falls in the back. Hey! All right, so flies back into the flames. The flames continue to grow and grow. And you guys could add... I mean, you could even just... There's enough fire near the porticullis that at one point I think Applejack like sticks a torch through, <laughs> lights it, and then throws it like to the back of the pile. I think that applying fire to what is basically a furnace now mm-hmm. with just so much fuel inside of it and you can continually just keep... Uh, I definitely did a triumphant honking. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Like, like ne- you've never seen a, ba- a a swan victorious in battle before. Oh my God. It's one of the silly. Yeah, so she kills this amalgam of like vicious evil magic and rat flesh, and then and then turns to the side. Like, <laughs> we need to get you like a rally what does horn, the swan <laughs> but it's a swan trumpeting. Uh. All right, so encounter over. Everyone gains 15 experience points. Ratna, oh yeah, despite all my rage. And it sort of glows and glimmers and then it like, it, it glows brighter and then it like breaks into like gold dust that just like trickles down. And you feel yourself instinctively like putting your hands out and the gold dust falls into the palm of your hand and like experience points like visibly manifest like in your hand. So are we able to keep a running tally of what those are? Or are we all just at 15 now? Yeah, everybody's at 15. So all right. um Tight. and then um started from the bottom, now we 15. And, and uh the next time you sleep, you'll be able to spend those in this like uh, sort of dream world type thing or where hoard you, can, them. you can buy more uh upgrades to your character. Hoard them and spend them on a mount that's big percent. enough for you. Yeah. Uh, I did. Um, do you want to do their death throw? Oh, the sounds. So as the okay, as the creatures start to die, um, you guys have to get out of earshot. So I'm gonna have uh, each, or I can flash barrier. But you, but, but we we truncated a bunch of time there, so I think. I think that as the rats start to die, that maybe you guys could just get out of your Take shot. off. Okay, so, however, the rats have that death whale ability, and as they start to die, and that fires off, and, you know, a few more ears, ear, eardrums start to bleed. Mm-hmm. You all, do you, does everyone have more than 12 wits? Because if you have more than 12 wits, then you have t- I for sure uh, would have time to run away. No? I'm at 11. <laughs> no! Right, How come this rat shit always gets me? <laughs> all right. After we'll, all I've done. All right. Well, we'll make you roll two uh, wits uh, or two two grit checks. And this is a defense roll. Yeah. Defense Would I have roll. time to intervene between the first and the second? Yeah. Okay. 
Am I totally impervious? To yes, this? you're nice. totally impervious. You have no idea what's going but on. But also, is like, zero, you guys so are going to have to like pull me around to wherever we're going next because I got eleven. <laughs> that passes. Thank God. So now you're out of reach of taking damage <sighs> from this. So okay, because even it, so, so once the one hits her, you realize, oh, this is going to start to go off like popcorn because <laughs> these things are starting to take twenty damage, thirty Fly, damage. Well, oh, now they're dead. Now the death whales are going to go off, and we're going to get these popcorn rats going off in there. So you better get the fuck out of town and this looks like it's gonna handle itself so great bail out around the corner later <laughs> okay so you bail out around I the corner i can't believe i passed that by one yeah. point <laughs> to the lazy river everybody <laughs> finally okay so you complete Ignore the manticore cage scoot Ignore by it. the manticore straight to the log chute so you go back around the corner uh you find just a swarm of rats this big like pile like a, a fleshy mound of these rats mom are you okay <laughs> she's under the rat pile no she's <laughs> she's st- sitting on her uh she's sitting on her her little stool near her campfire and every once in a while she's throwing some of her like spare vegetables into the pile we took care of your rat problem <laughs> <laughs> oh oh god why hey. is he yelling oh. at Sir. me sorry I stick my thumb into my mouth and pull my ears out. (laughs) Okay. What? Uh, That was a lot of sounds going on. Yeah, we fixed the door and then we lit the whole place on fire and then all the rats started screaming, but I think they're all dead. Okay, well, that was a mercy for the best. Yes, yes. Okay, well, these rats seem relatively calm. And uh, non monstery. Dead and They can restart the colony. No, no, they're fine, they're fine. We will put them back in the colony once we get it fixed up. They're surprisingly docile. She says, picking up, like, one of the rats by its scruff, and it's like, just, (laughs) (laughs) So, wait, they're they're breeding super nice docile pet rats so that they can... Put them in people, people's basements and get teenagers to slaughter them? Listen, it's That's probably plan, right? better if you don't think about this too much <laughs> right now. I, I did not come up with this program, so I feel like me defending it is not really my job, so... I don't. Criticizing I, it is my job. So I didn't design it, I just work here. Leave my mom alone. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, how are of you feeling? Now we good? Good? You complete quest for Ungerveir then? <laughs> yeah. I, I According think... to the experience points we got. Oh, you got the, the gold dust? We did, yeah. Okay. You can use that on powerful enhancements to your, uh, whatever it is you do. <laughs> <laughs> she looks over you trying to, like, you can see that she thinks, like, there should be a fighter and a wizard and an archer, and I can't quite place what most of you are. <laughs> <laughs> Martin's like banging the side of his head to get like his other ear to pop out. Like he's got like water in it. <laughs> water. Oh, yeah. You wanted to. I want to go to the lazy river. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, as a swan, I'm kind of that. intrigued too. Right? Also, can we like poke Lavaline and give her a little damage so that she can go back to a normal size, or do you want to stay big? I should stay big. Okay. Oh, no, and so... I don't know how much damage I need to it sustain. It doesn't last that long. Okay, guys. good. I was going to say, I try to pluck a feather out of her. Yeah, though it will last three rounds. So oh, then oh, it's so over you now. were like you, you, fanning the flames that second or that third round. That was, that was your last. Was it. You mm-hmm. shrunk after that. Hurrah! So, so you, you guys had just enough to sort of wrap things. But she up. does need damage to go back to human form. I 
which let's not take right now. I already have two body damage. We're good. So. You can stay a swan for a little longer. Take spirit or mind damage. I have a feeling oh. there might be another encounter down here, so there just, might be possibilities. Just call the swan ugly. That's all it takes. <laughs> yeah, it shrinks. No, no, that would do wits damage at worst. So. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm a normal sized swan at this point. Oh, oh your thank you messed all up. so much for saving me. All so right, Delora hops off of. He's, he was still riding her because he's small, so Aww. even after she's shrunk. <laughs> after, after she's shrunk. Thank you all for saving me and my white rat friend. How did you even end up, up, up there? Oh, it was very, very harrowing. So I came down uh, to do my trash boy duties like I always do. Charlie work. <laughs> yeah, my Charlie work. Delore work. Delore work, yeah. And I came down, and then there were rats. There were rats everywhere. And then one of the rats picked me up in its mouth and carried me back into there, biting me. And But then it like went like, bleh, bleh, bleh. And then it fell over. Um, and that was this rat? This white no, rat right no. Here? Then the, the other rats were coming for me. And then the white rat came swooping down and carried me up into its nest. I think he thought I was his baby. Oh, <laughs> the the white rat shakes its head. That like, no, that's not right. <laughs> well, anyway, he's my white knight. This rat, they're in love now. Good boy, good boy, rat. Jalor's uh, fucking that rat. No, oh, oh God. <laughs> we just met. It's been uh, one day. I'm already married. He I says, motioning to Lavalian. I've already been married. <laughs> You're ma- Wait a minute. She married my shoulder earlier. Don't you remember? We were talking, and you reached out, and you rubbed my no. shoulder, and the, then we were married. The swan shakes its head. But like now it's getting right. more and more emphatic. Okay, would... female touch does not automatically mean you're married, little guy. I'm what? Not in goblin culture. Well, <laughs> clearly this beauty is not a goblin. Well, I really think that my culture supersedes other cultures. <laughs> of course, no, I'm you just think kidding. That. That's, that's well, actually. Well, actually. <laughs> No, no, I, I understand. I Should understand. we kill him? We need to rub feces on each other to consummate the marriage, and that hasn't happened, oh, so. Oh, God. Yikes. And then he, like, raises his eyebrows, like, hey, You can stand behind me if you want. No, there's, like, a beady eye. <laughs> it's an evil swan glare. I understand, yeah. I understand. Do you were just you? the first person to be nice to me in a while, so. Well, thank you guys so much for saving me, but I'm afraid that the troubles down here are not over yet. What else is going on? Sounds like another quest hook. Oh, yeah, hold on. He takes out, like, a handful of glitter dust and throws it up in the air. (laughs) Yeah! And then it, like, settles down on another quest name, like, um, The Trouble with Turtles. (gasps) Lazy River. Uh, There is... uh, There was an earthquake here a little while ago, and some, some creatures crawled up out of the muck... In the puddle, I How saw How many were them. there? Four? What? Were there four no, of them? No, there were like a de- half a oh. dozen, and they were all named after artists. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a rat involved as well. <laughs> there are totally rats and turtles down in this in this basement. Cowabunga. Let's do this. So right before the rat attack, I saw a bunch of a bunch of turtle heads. A, bu- a bunch of turtly faces staring at me from the water down at the bottom of that ramp. And I made eye contact with them. And I went like, hey, what are you doing down there? And then 
a little turtle hand came up and he like went like, like did that slit your throat gesture at me mm. and I was like what the hell is that and then a rat was biting me from behind so that would, ended that quickly would you guys go figure out or go go see if there are indeed monsters turtles loose in the lagoon yes gladly all of my bonuses are gonna start coming into play in this one because I am a water creature <laughs> yeah we can oh, yeah we no. can definitely. Help the grotto is infested with turtles, the monster turtles. Don't worry, this Mom. is terrible. We cultivate the white lily lotus thing on the top of the giant lily pad. They're excellent for healing potions. Oh, I want that. I want that. Oh, y- yes. So, uh, would you take another quest for us to see if, to solve the turtle trouble? Yes. Yeah, that would be. That would. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Turtle we trouble. will <laughs> we will reward you with 10 experience points and many healing potions. Oof, I could use a healing potion. That last oh. uh that last one roughed me up a little bit. Wait, I'm to you luck. No, it's it's okay. I you know what? I feel like I owe you guys an apology because I've been a little aggressive over the last few hours <laughs> yeah. and that's just not me and I feel like it's just getting me into all kinds of bodily trouble, so... To be fair, it was entirely my fault. Well, <laughs> I'm in know. control of my own emotions. <laughs> Welcome so. back, bud. Apology accepted. Thanks. Okay, so, why don't you all, now that time is no longer of the essence, we will set up a guard to make sure that the turtles don't come out and um, do whatever turtles do. Um, and then... Take you away can your all take a rights. little rest. I will go upstairs and get you a box of healing potions that you can take with you on your turtle adventure. Great. I am feeling better now. She can see she's sutured up all of these, like, injuries. Feeling much better. I think I had filthy fever for a minute, but feeling much better now. Cool. Okay. All right. Uh, Rested? So... Yeah, do we get to take a little... Do you guys want to take a longer rest? Yes. Okay. Because I have, that... I'm down to half my wits, less than half my vim. Well, so a respite will get your wits and vim all the way back. I definitely want to do that. However, if you take a nap, if you guys take like five, six hours and just like sleep and take a long rest, you can get all your anima back too. Oh, are we down for that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Let's nap it up. Wizards and witches always want to take a snap nap. I do want to take a nap. Disco nap. I'm depleted on a lot of my stuff. Okay, then we should. Cool. Yeah. Great. And so, we get all of our uh, essence pools back. Right? Essence pools, anima, vim, wits, and great, you great, discard great, great, any great, afflictions great. that you have. All right, so you guys are going to take a little breather. You have a downtime segment if you'd like to work on any of your uh, any of your projects. Does anybody speak Bell Breeze or Old Bones? Because I feel like I'm going to have trouble with Common at the moment. I speak Old Bones. All right. So I can always talk to you with my beak. Oh, yeah. I'm a swan. Um, I have one. <laughs> that's right. That, that swan transformation ability has this really weird quirk on it where it only breaks and turns her back into her human form after she takes damage. 
So before I really you don't rest, want to get damaged in the air is what I'm saying. Before you rest, oh. what you could do is just have someone shoot an arrow into that, you or something. That is true, but we're about to go into a lagoon. But you're about to take a rest where you'll dream and recover all of your health. Yeah. So you know what we should do? We should just to make this, I should say when you take damage or dream, you can all turn right. yourself back. I'll turn back then. Because it just creates some like weird mechanical issues for, you're like, hey, someone shoot an arrow into me. Before and then you accidentally crit and just yeah, fucking shoot kill her, her in the fucking eye the or neck. something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just creates some like weird interaction. So so we'll, we'll I'll okay. add an addendum that dreaming also can reset you right. back to human form. Okay. okay. Um, also, while we're we're resting here, I think um, just as a little flavor, Martin's being a little annoying because he's going around to individual people and asking <laughs> if they're good, like if we're good, <laughs> like. <laughs> Even though he got a blanket yeah. apology yeah, from everyone, I'm good. Just, just for the last to, time, I'm just I just Martin, wanted to make sure. If I was mad about you broing out, I would let you know. I just, honestly never liked you more, Martin. Ooh, <laughs> that concerns me. <laughs> He's gonna come back and ask you more questions about that later. Yeah. Don't put a pin in that. So. The crackling of Orgus Ungerverden's campfire. Everybody kind of hunkers down. The rats are really calm now, feeling very grateful not only to be have been saved from the monsters, but I imagine them curled up like snoozing cats. They uh-huh. are, and they're all over. But they're just really chill. And every once in a while, one of them will start to gnaw on something that it shouldn't. But then Orgus just throws a carrot at one of them, and then they're cool. So. They have apparently. <laughs> you're not good monster training at all. You're <laughs> like a kitty. <laughs> this is terrible. So the um, speaking of the rats, the white rat spent a lot of time uh, chilling with Lavaline as she transformed back from the swan. But once she changed back from the swan, it almost seemed like he didn't recognize her anymore. And then just slowly started inching his way over, you know, like the dogs do that army crawl. <laughs> towards Val, just drawn in by her <laughs> gentle beacon until, you know, Val is, you know, over there, um, maybe looking through, uh, one of Orgus's, like, The Art of Combat books or something, and then you just see this giant white rat staring up at you from, like, under the book. Um, so everybody has an opportunity to do a little bit of, a little bit of downtime in here, so, uh, I guess let's start, I think we went this way last time, let's go this time. Gwendolyn, what would you do like to do with your downtime? I want to sleep and I want to dream. You want to focus on trying to perchance no more. Trying to find that trying to find that dream. Well, a lot of my like stats are low right now, so Mama needs a nap. <laughs> and I haven't had a like a successful dream yet because I took a mm-hmm. a sleeping potion the last time. That's right. Okay, so go to sleep. Doze off. The fire is warm. There's a couple of rats snuggling you. Todd is nestled into your folds and you do without having to even roll a check successfully unlock a dream (laughs) you like wake up (gasps) and you're sitting uh you have you have this weird dream you can't remember it and then you wake up and you realize that the fire has gone out and that there's nobody else in the basement with you and all the rats are gone as well i'm still dreaming aren't i this is the worst so just like it's quiet it's cold and you can hear um this like thump 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 of a heartbeat coming from back around the corner towards the cells 
Well, since I'm in a dream and I can't be harmed by going and looking at this heartbeat thing, I'm going to go check this out. Okay, so as you take a step towards the heartbeat, the ground rushes underneath your feet and everything like shoots past your sensations until you are suddenly standing in front of the manticore's cage. No! That's not where I thought this would lead me! All right, meanwhile, I thought gonna, it would lead. We're going to go around. We're going to keep going around the corner. We'll come back to you. Surprise you. All right. Uh, so, no! So you are, you are actually sitting next to Gwendolyn, who is dozing softly So I'm next not to you. sleepwalking, and I'm not going to wake up with... In the belly of a manticore. She is she is she is <laughs> sleeping quietly next to you, but she has this look on her face. It's like eh, dream. But she looks peaceful enough she can't that you wouldn't wake her. Alright, so uh Val, what Mother. would you like to do with your downtime? Yeah, so I want to work on a basic exploit. Oh, so she starts up one? some combat training. What do you mm-hmm. want to work on? <laughs> mug. <laughs> <laughs> I want a mug. I want a mug. <laughs> Like so, a, so like it's a hot chocolate, <laughs> or like a mean mug, or... like a like thieve, like. Uh, sorry, so it's under cunning. Um, you want so like it's a reaction. People? It's an upgrade uh-huh. from steel. Well, so it's. A... <laughs> yep, you got it. <laughs> no, it's root any beer. Uh, Final Fantasy VI bros out there? <laughs> <laughs> it's an upgrade uh, from steel. It does yeah, damage just, and yeah. tries to snatch an item. You're just pulling a Yuffie. Um, After you hit a creature with a melee attack, you can attempt to steal a pouch, pick its pocket, cut loose a necklace, or otherwise steal a valuable item off its person as part of the attack. Um, That is a great ability, and I am so glad you sniped it out of that big list. Yeah, and I I just kept going back to that one. I was like, there might be more useful strategic things, but mug. Mug. (laughs) This is going to help me end the game and beat Sephiroth with way more items than I can ever possibly use. Exactly, because stealing moves from other ca- player characters is like the best way to be OP in I think game. you're going to find a lot of creative ways to use that ability, though. Yeah. I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, and I do have two melee weapons, so it'll be... Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So... I guess, yeah, so how So how does it work? work? Yeah. Um, well, actually, you have... So as you, like, start uh, like, running drills and practicing and, like, like working on your hand-eye coordination. And like, I practice on Gwen because she's sleeping. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> well, like, actually, you happen like to have somebody who's a pretty decent, <laughs> like physical. So as Applejack notices you starting to do this, she goes, "Hey, can I give you a little bit of? Uh, maybe I could be your practice dummy." Yeah, it sounds good. Turn All right, around. here. I'm going to put this necklace around my neck, she says, putting, like, a bunch of Orgas's sausage links from her larder, like, around <coughs> her neck. I'm a pretty duchess. Oh, look, I got a necklace. I hope nobody steals it off of me with a spear or something. All right, so she acts as your training dummy. Um, so you're actually going to get a, what is her mentor skill? Plus five on your uh, D12 roll. So you're going to roll on a D12. I think basic exploits are 100. Is that right? Does it say? It said 150 PP. 150, sorry. Yeah. Uh, sorry to get your hopes no, up, but it's 150. No, I'm going to, yeah, let's Yeah, they're hard, they're hard to get, but mm-hmm. you have a, a training mentor, and you get to add your, it's in cunning. Is yes, that right? it is, it is. So you get to add your cunning onto a D12 roll. Great. With a plus five bonus for the training assist. Oh, cool. So add 11 from the get-go. You got it. Plus one is 12. Oh, no. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. it doesn't go great. Actually, that first time you try to do like a little like loop thrust to get the sausage links off of Applejack, you stab her in the eye. Like, ow. Okay, well, we're going to have to work oh, on your finesse a little bit there. Um, that was really more of a thrust to the eye maneuver. 
Hey, gotta also start effective somewhere. in the right circumstances, though. Oh yeah, it's a great maneuver. It just doesn't get the sausage link necklace off of, off of me, which is what you're focusing on. Okay, so great. So you'll just keep plunking away at that, and when you um, land it, then it goes into your into your repertoire of stuff you can do. And you know, there's a limit on how many uh, trained skills versus like class skills and stuff you can have. But I think that's a great one to focus on. Okay, so next, um, I'm going to use my downtime to copy color bomb into my spell book oh nice which i think takes about five hours yeah so it's um, just very graceful almost like calligraphy penmanship of these these magical ink structures uh made out of that that enchanted ink that will lock that spell into place and have it be nice and stable on the page for you and then um we're, we're resting for six hours right you got it uh so then i'll use the rest of the time to whittle on my pipe all right i'm gonna let you just finish what all right put it in your inventory as you have a whittled pipe yeah now i just need to get some hobbit weed will ogress weed help you yeah <laughs> she just takes his big will hand not it will not help me. <laughs> it definitely just looks like you know like cow cud just plopped into your yeah. uh, in oh. your hand beggars can't be choosers <laughs> it gets you fucked up little man all right uh cirque all right, um, I am going to uh, read more of Clementine's Metamorph Diary <laughs> uh, and slash her tales of erotic fiction. <laughs> Fifty yeah. Shades of Metamorph. Fifty was... Shades of Metamorph. Yeah. <laughs> Always changing. Fifty, oh. sa- 50 Shades of Change. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Always Changing. The Metamorph. Meta story. So right. yeah, I I just I still am feeling crappy about not um, having control trap. of my my faculties and. I mean that was a big one to shoot for. I'm going to turn it into a mouse trap. Yeah, it's I, I, complex. I, I, it yeah, I still right, feel go the for it, buddy. It. Um, you uh, reading a book, so that's intellect. All right. Crit on that. Hey. Intellect will be. You got a, you got a twelve. Okay, yeah. so, so you got max value. So you find like a really inspiring story in there. Hmm. <laughs> wow, I've never heard the word sopping used so <laughs> many. Oh my! Once you sifted through all the soppings and throbbings, you got to a really nice, heartwarming, like yeah. beautiful yeah. story. Yeah, like there, like in between a very unsettling story and mm. a very like <laughs> uncomfortable like... story, there was a really there was. A good one, like so. I'm gonna give the you... gift of the magi, but like <laughs> he changed into something she needed, but she changed into something he needed. Oh no! Get and out! Then, and then the fucking commenced. Yeah. So, uh, this okay. Book. All right. So, um, so increase your your stat. How much did you get altogether? Uh, that'd be eighteen. So eighteen. So you're up to thirty out of eighty. Um, but I'm gonna give you a one-time custom bonus for that max value there. Um. The next time you try to do a metamorph uh, before you take another rest, you're going to get a plus 20% bonus. Okay. Okay, uh, Lavalian. Yes, I would like to learn backslide. Um, okay, so that one is 150, just like all the basic ones. So roll your agility and see if you can, uh, or see how much of it you can get. Uh, okay, uh, 17. You know what? Orgus has... Uh, some martial ability so she's gonna see you like working on your backslide and she's gonna she'll work as your training partner and give you a plus three that brings you up to 20 
Okay, so you want to try to be more slippery out of grasping hands. I give you big grasping hands to try to escape from. Come here, you little scamp. Okay, so this is a bear hug. This is how I kill many bears. That's not why it's called a bear hug. It is. If you're big enough, it is. It totally is. That's where it came from. More, a lot of people don't know this. Everyone doesn't know that because it's not true. <laughs> it's totally true. You don't understand. All right, so meanwhile, Go back, back to your weed. All right, back in the night. So this is one way you can unlock dreams is sleeping in certain places and, like, trying to dream. Um, if you dream in the wrong, like, if you dream in a haunted house, you can get spooky dreams instead of good ones like you were hoping for. I'm... Not in a haunted house, but I'm in, like, a manticore hellscape. So here we go. I guess next scene. Okay, so you are in, uh, standing in front of the manticore's uh, door. There's that lever, and you realize that you have the key in your hand that unlocks the, uh, the lever. I have a sudden urge to use the key, but I'm resisting it, even in my dream. You want to not open the door. I do not want to open the door. Okay, so a voice from behind the gate in the shadowy darkness where you can't see anything, but you just feel this enormous pair of eyes on you. Open the door. No! Open no. the door. No! No! Nothing ventured. Nothing. Nothing what? <laughs> nothing what? <laughs> so she wakes up screaming, nothing. Nothing what? <laughs> nothing what? Okay. <laughs> so she wakes up screaming, nothing what? Um. <laughs> um oh, God. <gasps> Gwen, huh? it was just a dream. Nothing what? I don't. Here, have some water. <sighs> You rolled over on top of me in your sleep. <laughs> Listen, I'm sorry, but that was... I just... I was s- sleeping. I was sleeping. She had a nightmare. And yeah. I went. She almost peed her pants. Do I remember? Yeah. Okay, guys. So I just had this dream. And we were, I was here, but the fire was gone. And all of you were gone. And then I started walking. And then all of a sudden, I was in front of the cage with the with with the man with the manticore Uh-oh. thing. And I had keys, and I didn't want to use the keys, so I, I said, make sure I still have the keys. No, I didn't use the key. And then it talked to me, and yeah, it yeah. was like, open the door. And I was like, no. And then it was like, open the door. And I was like, no. And then it said, nothing ventured, nothing. And then it trailed off, and I yelled, nothing what? And then it wouldn't answer me, and now I'm here, nothing, and nothing what? Holy God, somebody give her some booze. <laughs> it's okay. I've had the keys the entire time. The manticore is locked behind me. <laughs> Todd, go check the cage. I ain't going anywhere. Go check the cage. Uh, fine. Just give it a peek. I just need to make sure that it's closed and that I didn't accidentally dream open oh, it. Oh, it stinks back here. A lot of dead rats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is. Ooh, it's like a barbecue inside okay. of a Porta body. Okay, yeah, that's probably oh. bad, but is the gate down on the Manticore's enclosure? Yeah, the gate is down in the. In the what? <laughs> Nothing what? <laughs> and then you just can't hear him anymore. God damn it. Well, I'm not gonna go check on him. He's on his own. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we lost time. <laughs> it's been a real.
hill, Todd. To the lazy river. <laughs> <laughs> the turtles. Can we go back to the turtles? And that's when Todd got eaten by a manticore. Oh, we think. No. Do we <laughs> check no. on him? What happened? It's trying. Uh, I don't like, like it. Actually, freaked a bit. What? What are you gonna do when we actually get scary with the game? I'm excited. <laughs> it's me, a clown no, demon! Okay, well, first of all, fuck you. Yeah. No, I will quit. Get in my mouth! No! Don Knotts the clown has got to go. <laughs> oh, that was Don Knotts! Get in my mouth! Oh. Get in my mouth, Andy! Oh, no. Luckily, Josh and I have experience with dealing with clowns and clown gangs. and That's true. Oh, my God. And the from past games. Game. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, I feel like I have to go check... Violent J. On Todd. <laughs> Holy shit. Those it, I sent him down there. All right, are you going to go check on Todd? Yeah, but I don't want to go by myself. Does anyone want to come <laughs> Okay, we'll me? all go. All right, all right everybody gonna... gathers up. Right. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Take back and leave. You notice that that white rat is following Valeriana like a puppy. Oh. Um, like just following You have her a familiar around. now. <laughs> what time, should we name him, guys? Time for clicker training. And then you also notice that Jalor is riding him. Oh, with his mount. And he's made Oh god, this is so great. He's made a he's made a spear, but he's out of a broom handle and the heel of one of Orgus's high heel shoes <laughs> that she had hidden in her like closet in the back. So he's got like a high heel spear. Jalor, it's you know how hard it is to find shoes in that. Yeah, size? did you yeah. ask if you could have that it shoe? It was already broken, and she Talk insisted that pumps. she'd never seen the shoe before. Okay, then mm. I guess it's fine. And I need to repay my lifeblood debt. True. To both you and this rat. Well, great. Then don't why don't you from the manticore? Yeah, why don't you run off ahead to the manticore cage? <laughs> All I'm picturing now is like a low budget Sir Didymus and from Labyrinth, oh, Sir Didymus and the White Dog uh, Ambrosius. Yeah. Oh, I love this. Uh, well, great. Now what? We're approaching this cage. All right. So you find Todd um, on the ground uh, outside of the cage. Like, he fluttered over there and then just, uh, like, fell out of the air. Is he okay? And he's, like, laying on the ground just looking, like, down the barrel of the of the tunnel. And as you approach, he goes, Huh? Oh. Oh, what happened? Ooh, I feel, ooh, I feel the willies. Why are you asking us what happened? I sent you to check this out, and then you cut off mid-sentence, and oh. now we found you passed out on the ground. Oh, I, oh, I don't remember. I The last thing I remember, I remember... Oh, I remember looking in, and then I remember I thought it was you trying to reach into my mind like you always do to see what I'm seeing, but it was, I guess, someone else. Oh, no. Something else. Can we see the... the Roll that beautiful bean footage. Can we see the the portcullis? (laughs) Yep. Is it still down? Yep. Uh, uh, I wasn't trying to get into your mind, so that was not me. Okay. Well, that was... That was very, very weird. Well, now that he's okay, yeah, we should go back. Here, gang. Yep. I don't want to be close enough to this thing where he can get in any of our minds, and this, he might already be in our mind, and I'm so confused, and I don't have control over my body and what's happening. It's purring! 
That is not, that is a, not purr. a purr. Well, hello there. Son of a... <laughs> this silky voice, like, comes out from the darkness, and two enormous emerald eyes open, and that's all you see is just this blackness and these two big green, like, glowing eyes. No iris, no pupil, just solid, like, slices of emerald in the dark. Except further back. Don't like Let's that. Let's go, guys. Don't like that. Turn it around. I'm already yeah. halfway up the tunnel. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Martin's Such like running in place. Beautiful <laughs> creatures. It's still. I can still hear it. It's still talking to me. Yeah, us. just keep walking. Oh. Don't you want my help? Just keep walking. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're gonna mm-hmm. afford Mom said not to believe you, so I don't believe you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Very good. You'll be back. No, we won't. Oh, no, what'd you do? <laughs> we are connected now. Oh. Who's you we? and I. <laughs> no! and, then, <laughs> and then the big green, like, emeralds, like, slide shut and recede into the, uh, and, uh, into the darkness. You're connected just, to the manticore now. I just wanted yeah. a nap so I could regain some strengths. And now I am mentally connected to a manticore. Would each of you please make a focus check? Difficulty three to see if you notice something. Is this a undertaking or endeavor? A- endeavor Difficulty sorry. three. Fifteen. Oh, sorry. Ooh. Hit. Ooh, pass. <laughs> pass. Miss. Fail. Okay. If you succeed, you notice... That Todd is staring up at Gwendolyn with bright green eyes for a second, and then he blinks his little eyes and then looks at her all normal again. Uh, well, he's got to go. Yeah, that bear's gonna uh, be an no, issue. No, 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 no. Don't touch him. He's my baby boy. Why but we got to keep a really everybody close. Everybody looking at me like hey, that. Hey guys, I don't know if this matters, but I rolled a one on that. <gasps> Uh, Can he be infected nah, by the magic? No, I won't. I, I don't. Todd I can't think of anything. Your brain. I can't think of anything super fun to do with that. So <laughs> okay, good. I think it. this is already plenty hooked in. So all right, let's create a tiny blindfold and put it on Todd. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, buddy, but yeah, we need gotta like take a one falconer's the hood or something like that. Oh, come on, man. Well, Todd, it might actually be for the best if <sighs> you just stay tucked in my folds for the time okay, being. Okay, all okay? right. Somebody give me a tiny little hood. <laughs> Rip off a little piece of your. Yeah, give me a cloak. tiny little red hood. All right. Ooh, oh God, we like just blood. gave <laughs> we just gave the mini manticore some red hood cloth powers. <laughs> Get in my folds and do not <laughs> feel my wrath. <laughs> I, uh, that's too bad you didn't have a more badass familiar. Yeah, peck you. <laughs> Honestly, okay. that's actually really good that I don't have a more badass familiar in this situation. Cool, Can great. <laughs> this is awful. That went well. I mean, awesome. Let's I mean, go find awful. the turtles. Everything okay back there? Yep, it's fine. She asks as you pass her and the mountain of rats that she has. She's gonna go hang out with some turtles. She's gonna go turtle. Gonna okay. go do a turtle. <laughs> okay. You're gonna so... go do a turtle? Well, I'm very confused right now. Oh, poor dear. All right, let me go to... I was gonna suggest maybe we could have my little soldier friend Gregory stand watch over Todd. <laughs> Stick it in my folds. Yeah. <laughs> he like holds a little sword to yeah. him. Like, Every I'm just time say, just, just keep an eye on him, all yeah. right? And he then steps I'll... out of line. 
stick him in a <laughs> stick him, him in a, one of your folds. I forgot you still had Gregory. Yeah, he'll basically just scream if he sees him do anything. It's perfect. Like that's that. yeah. That's all we need. <laughs> just <laughs> staring at him. Good all right, job, Gregory. The giant water lily grotto. Darkness and light and basements. Von Dark put his finger to his lips to hush the little girl. The night thing undoubtedly knew they were here, could smell the girl's fear, maybe even his own. But by sound, it could find them even faster, or draw others to them. He held the girl tight and chanced a glance around the corner. Gangly limbs. Far too many sprawling off its sides, swollen belly, huge black eyes. He dropped back to cover and gave the small girl a squeeze. He placed his hand at the side of his mouth, using an old knack that ensured his voice would only be heard by the girl. Okay, my dear, we are going to play a funny little game, yes? I am going to give you my hat. See this tall fuzzy hat I wear? You shall get to wear it, and then you will count. Do you know your numbers all the way to, let's say, 30? She shook her head that she did not. Well, it's easy to do. Do you know your numbers to 10? Yes, you do. Well, you just do that three times, and upon reaching 10, the third time, that's 30. And at 30, I will be back to get my hat from you. He said slowly, unsnapping his cap and placing its warm, fuzzy blackness onto her tiny blonde head. Her noggin was just a bit smaller than his, and so the hat slid down over her eyes, which was just as well. Nothing that was about to happen should ever be seen by a child, should ever happen anywhere near a child. The injustice of the world filled Von Dark with frustration and anger, but he pushed it out. Focus. You need to focus. Okay, my dear, that's the game. Cover your ears and count to ten three times, he whispered behind his hand. He tried to keep his voice light, tried to maintain the conceit of it being a game as he stooped to set her down. His back panged, and a thin, threaded stitch sprang loose in his side. Blast it, he thought. You are not far out from a very real need to retire from active fieldwork. Just accept their offer to mentor, to train. He realized he was thinking ahead, planning for a future he might never have the luxury of seeing. He set the girl down gently and realized he very possibly might not prevail. These things were made of such concentrated darkness. They had never seen anything like them before. And if he fell... And if you reach ten a third time and I am not returned, he said to her, you will go back in that chest and hide again, with another cookie for a snack. He placed another refresher biscuit in her small, soft hands. Okay, my dear, he said, feeling the warm source of his life fluttering in his chest. Begin counting. One. Captain Dark sprang around the corner, drawing his sword in one graceful motion. His form was perfect, his wrist twisting the blade's edge in and up. Three. The creature squealed with delight at the sight of him, a thin, shrill cry going up from its many mouths. The blade sang in the air. Four. 
A spray of sparks flared up in front of him. The creature had bitten down onto his sword, its wide, toothy mouth within its stomach still clattered on impossibly strong, sharp bone. Five. The creature's many hands grabbed up onto Captain Dark's arms and lifted him up, smashing him through the sodden wall of the hut. He and the creature strained against each other, tumbling through rotten wood into the house's dark cellar. Ten. Once. Von Dark slammed onto stone, then he twisted in the air, flung away. By some grace of luck or turn of skill, he managed to keep hold of his cutlass and twisted it loose of the creature's teeth, slashing it up along its horrible form. Black blood spattered the walls. Five. He crumbled to the floor. A thud warned the thing was on him again, already on him. Eight. He whispered his blade's secret name, and white light flared. The creature squealed, its arms, mouth, hands, tendrils flailing. The captain nearly wished for the darkness to return, to shield his eyes from the horror of its form. Ten, twice. The glowing sword blinded the monster and then sang as it struck out. Again. Hit it again. Again. Three. Dying, the thing struck out with a weapon of concentrated hatred. Congealed midnight crashed down like a hammer. Seven. Parry, Captain Dark commanded himself. His skill with the sword responded. Their weapons collided. Sparks in full chromatic spectrum erupted out. His arm fell back. The creature's weapon was gone, its stance wide and exposed. He tried to swing again, but his arm screamed in protest. It was ripped. His stuffing was unspooling from his body, threads bleeding onto the floor. Ten. Three times. Wouldn't leave her alone. Undefended. He couldn't. He was made for this. Aha! He shouted in triumph as he found the strength to bring his sword up again. It gleamed so bright as it cut the beast in twain. Or rather, that is what had happened the time long ago that the dream was a replication of, when he and his companions had saved that girl and many other innocents from a flooded village beset by strange beasts. But in fact, he had been asleep in his chair and had been woken by something. In the moment when his eyes adjusted to the light and his mind adjusted to the waking, he had been still lost in a dream and swung out his sword, the clean, triumphant stroke that felled the night thing and saved the little girl. What was her name? Cusettia. Yes, that was it. Unfortunately, a young aspiring hero named Martin was actually in the sword's path, and his blade had, uh, you know, removed the boy's arm. He had apologized profusely, had felt quite terrible about the whole affair, and yet... Later, as he stood atop the stairs, minutes after the new group of adventurers had gone down into the basement, like he had many a time, putting themselves in danger to protect others, as he had many a time. Something bothered Captain First Class Vladimir Von Dark. Over the hours that followed, it would crop up in his mind, bothering at him again and again. He was wondering, wondering, had he really been started from a bad nightmare? Had Martin really been just caught innocently in his dreamy crossfire? Or, or maybe, maybe while he dreamed of fighting monsters, while his task was pure in his memory and his purpose true, had his instincts a century honed, seen something red and horrible 
behind young Martin's eyes. Had the terrible image of murder and cruelty he had seen in the moment of waking been just a trick of the light? A glitch in his mind as it came to, or had he seen the truth? Thanks for listening to Could Have Been Heroes, production and editing by Aaron Schoenrock, theme song by Bo Hoover, and cover art by me, Robert Knutson. Could Have Been Heroes is an entirely independent podcast, so if you like the show, please subscribe and review. For exclusive content and hands-on Faritol access, head to patreon.com forward slash cbhpod. Tune in next week for more adventures, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at cbhpod. And check out our website, couldhavebeenheroes.squarespace.com.